We've all heard cash is king. In retirement, it's cash flow that leads the charge. Today, we'll dig into cash flow in retirement and offer some suggestions that could help you maintain your current lifestyle. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and here to help you take charge of your money, Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger, with us every week at this time. Their firm is Sound Path Retirement Strategies. Thank you for joining us Sunday morning, spending your time with us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. A little bit about Ben and Matt, over 10 years experience. They are fiduciaries, which by law has to have the best interest of their clients. And all the things we talk about on the show each week are the things you're going to sit down and talk to Ben and Matt about, whether it's income strategies and asset protection and long-term care strategies, tax minimization, and so much more, because those things are vitally important to retirees and pre-retirees. I'd like to welcome Ben and Matt in. How are you doing on a Sunday morning, my guys? What's up? Beautiful. It's a good good time to be alive, Gary. How are you? <laughs> How's it going, Gary? <laughs> it is the greatest time to be alive. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to talk about cash flow, something I have very little of. Uh, but anyway, cash flow in <laughs> retirement is a critical factor that can determine your financial freedom during your golden years. We've got some key considerations for understanding the importance of cash flow in retirement. We're going to dive into that. I'll start off with the first one, guys, and you can jump in there. Uh, income sources. Yeah, in retirement, you always have to start with income. Income is the baseline. If the income doesn't work, then retirement doesn't work. So it's important to look at income sources in terms of what's going to be forced to you and what's going to be elective to you. But there's also a caveat here that I tend to find in financial planning is always missed. And it has to do with the tax status of those income sources. Now, a lot of times financial advisors will do uh, you know, some version of a 4% rule or some kind of guesswork in terms of what your income can be. But that makes it difficult to both income plan and tax plan because it's by nature variable. So first thing that you always want to take a look at from cash flow is where the income source is coming from. So you're going to have Social Security at some point. Maybe there's a pension. Maybe there's rental. Maybe there's required minimum distributions. All of those are forced income sources and also forced taxable events. So mapping out in the overall spectrum of your retirement when those forced taxable events come will also be able to create that tax strategy within your cash flow at the point that you first retire. And, and this is where sometimes people will say, well, you know, should I be doing Roth conversions? You know, they're 60, 60 years old, retiring in two years, making $250,000 a year. Should I be doing Roth conversions? Well, at retirement, your cash flow, your forced taxable events might be significantly lower and your income might be lower than that $250,000 total mark. So no, don't do Roth conversions at 60. Do them at 62. Do them right when you retire by front loading your money with already taxed funds. Yeah. So don't keep that, uh, that part of it aside. Always combine what your income sources are, both forced with the taxation of those income sources. So that way you can create what, what your tax strategy will end up looking like. Yeah, and and I think also you know the flip side of that coin too is 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 understanding your expenses, right? That's equally important. So it's essential it's essential to have a a clear understanding of your regular expenses, such as housing costs, healthcare expenses, transportation, food, other discretionary spending. Uh, healthcare is one that, that I see a lot where someone will come in and and maybe they want to retire before 65 and they've worked hard and, and they could do it and they haven't thought through the idea that buying healthcare on the open market 
that's probably going to be a thousand dollars a month per person. Yeah. You know, lean, lean up, you know, once you hit 65 and you jump into to Medicare, that that'll significantly decrease. So when you want cash flow, you got to plan if you're going to retire early, what's that look like between 60 and 65? And then what does your cash flow look like after 65? So all, all of these things are, 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 you know, it's just the other side of the coin of, of income sources. Well, and it absolutely changes you know, like you're talking about here is that your cash flow is going to adapt with what your world looks like. And yeah. sometimes I'll have clients talk to me and say, Hey, you know, we want to travel, we want to travel when we first retire. Mm-hmm. So we don't need as much money as we get older. Yeah. Well, that's, well. <laughs> that's not quite the best way to look at cash flow, because it's not necessarily that you're not going to be spending as much as you get older, it's that you're going to be spending on different, not as fun things. Yeah. Yeah, healthcare is never as fun as travel. Well, yeah, and that's what you typically see replacing the travel expense is that now you've got healthcare related issues, mm-hmm. and then of course you you might have uh, people jump on the payroll, so to say, you know, kids that end up jumping in and saying that they need help with with finances. I mean, Gary, you even talked about this recently. You had a- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot, please. Uh, I'm doing a GoFundMe page right now. So go to my Facebook page. <laughs> but I know I, I, just, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. I just like that you call it jumping on the payroll. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jumping on the payroll. I want to remind everybody, <laughs> this is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ken uh, ben uh, Koval and Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I do have a GoFundMe page. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I, I want to give you the phone numbers so you get on uh, Ben's calendar and Matt's calendar. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Uh, donations greatly accepted here. Uh, no. Uh, let's talk about the next thing. Something. It's a very bad word. Uh, the budgeting yeah. word. Budgeting word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the B word. It's interesting because sometimes budgeting never happened. You know, we we all hear that you need to look at your budget. You need to structure it. And when you first start off in your career, typically everybody has to budget in some way because you just don't have as much. But I do tend to find that when clients start to get to a higher pay grade, that budgeting sometimes gets a, a backseat. When you already always have enough to be able to cover what your expenses are, then budgeting is never a consideration. But in retirement, it might need to come back into play. At the very least, you need to make sure that your your expenses and your cash flow don't create bleeds, that you're not going to have more of an expense or, or, or issues with, with what you're trying to buy as opposed to what your cash flow looks like. So in a lot of ways, budgeting does play a role inevitably in what your overall retirement looks like. But to what extent really depends on where you are, what's your income goal in retirement and how much have you saved. Sometimes you can still kind of get away with not having a firm budget, but it does help quite a bit, especially because a lot of times people haven't been retired before in their life when they go to retirement. <laughs> so how do I know how much I need to spend? Uh, you need to budget in some ways. You need to figure out what's your travel expense, what's your day-to-day housing, all of that. Yeah, and, and I think that goes into the overall investment strategy, right? That's something that Ben and I always speak with our, our clients about is, well, first of all, budget, budgeting is is a four-letter word to a lot of people who, who have been you know off a budget for a long time. But your investment strategy, wh- where is that money coming in, right? Um, I mean, cash flow and retirement is king. That's what Ben said earlier. Uh, you may have investments that generate a regular income, like dividends, interest, rental properties. Uh, the, the key really is diversifying your investments to help manage risk, provide a steady stream of, of, of income. And, and that starts with, again, what is the forced taxable events? What money is coming in no matter what? 
what uh, what dividends, what rental properties do you have? And all that is going to be part of, of of your budgeting. And budgeting is not a bad word, I'll just say. Yeah. I, yeah, we all have to get back to it. Well, and at the end of the day, this all comes down to the one of the major risks of retirement. You know, one of the biggest fears that clients have when they enter retirement is outliving their money. Oh, yeah. Is running out and having to sell houses, move in with kids. And part of this is because they've seen it. You know, if anybody lived through the 2000 to 2010 financial issues that the market had, you saw all the gray haired people coming back in the workforce as bank tellers and, you know, Home Depot greeters, whatever the case is. And it was because the market effectively scared them enough to have to jump out of retirement back in the workforce. And that's terrifying. Yeah. And so outside of that, you know, market fluctuations, you need to plan on maybe living past life expectancy. Right now, life expectancy is 85, generally, if you've made it to age 65. And so if you live past age 85, if you start getting closer to 100, you need to make sure that your assets are still going to be there for you mm-hmm. at that point. And that's where it really plays a, a very key balance in terms of retirement on where your investments are and what your horizons are for those investments. And so, you know, if any of this is striking a chord to anybody listening right now, you're within five, 10 years of retirement, or maybe you're currently retired, it's probably time to take a look at your risk balance, especially if you haven't done it relatively recently. Look at uh, where you are and how this risk will end up playing to your overall retirement goals. So we always leave a handful of spots open when we do these radio shows to get clients a complimentary meeting to do things like a risk assessment. On this risk assessment, we'll be able to show the stress that your portfolio could be under if unpredictable events happen, such as rising inflations, market crashes, things that we've already seen recently. Now, keep in mind that our strategies at SoundPath Retirement Strategies is often best for folks that have over a million dollars saved for retirement, but we'll never turn anyone away who wants to have some serious discussions about retirement planning and what their risk is currently in their retirement portfolio. So for the next handful of callers, uh, however spots that we have loosened up, we'll uh, give this complimentary meeting. It could be either in person or remote. You let us know what makes the most amount of sense for you. But we'll be able to show specific risks that you currently have, that your situation is developing with, and how you could end up uh, addressing those concerns. How could you end up minimizing the overall risk that you're taking and have a, a, a higher level of confidence that your plan is going to work and live as long as you do? Our goal at the show here is to help you make the best decision any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, just call 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. You deserve a more confident plan for retirement. It all starts by picking up the phone, get a hold of Ben and Matt at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, standing by waiting for your call, 877-249-6900. Hey guys, I want to tell you one thing. You talk about, you know, only one shot at retirement. I'm in the Guinness Book of Records. I've retired five <laughs> times. I keep coming back. <laughs> I think that's a record. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take you're, a yeah. You're not allowed to retire. No, I'm not. I'm us. not allowed to do that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Be back with more Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What do we got coming up next, guys? Well, behavioral finance is a field of study that examines how human psychology and behavior can affect financial decisions and outcomes. When it comes to retirement planning, behavioral finance can have a significant influence in several ways. We'll take a deep dive when we come back. Welcome back to the show. This show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time. 
We'd like to thank you for spending part of your Sunday morning with us at 97.3 Cairo News Radio. If you're new to the show, Ben and Matt, over 10 years' experience, they're fiduciaries. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor because they have to have the best interest of their clients. And the things we talk about on the show are the things you're going to be chatting with Ben and Matt with when you meet with them, things like retirement income strategies. Spent a lot of time on that in our first uh, part of the show. Wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care, tax minimization, life insurance, and so much more. They've helped hundreds of clients over the years achieve their retirement goals. I'd like to welcome the guys back in. All right. Understanding what makes us tick financially can be complex and confusing. Now, we're going to take a look at several areas of behavioral finance and how the right advisor can help you guide you on that right path. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, so I'm good. You know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Actually, this is, this is fa- honestly, this is really fascinating to me. I never thought about this, but boy, we get into this segment here. It's going to explain a lot. Let's talk about the first thing, understanding biases. Yeah, behavioral finance is a fascinating topic just in general, and it, it always leads first with the bias side. And we as financial advisors, we see this constantly. You know, you have a single stock that can be interpreted in dozens of different ways, depending on who's sitting across the table from us. And so sometimes it's the best stock in the world. Sometimes it's the worst stock ever. Sometimes there's an emotional attachment because it was um, inherited. So mm-hmm. all of these plays a role into what the overall decision points are. But some of the most uh, damaging biases that we have are, are ones like uh, uh, overconfidence. So I'll have some clients, I'll, I'll give you an example, about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, I had a client come in and they were uh, worried about potential market crashes. They wanted to make sure that they have some stabilization of their funds. Uh, you know, bond funds weren't going to be a great investments with interest rates being where they were. And uh, most of their money, you know, a couple million dollars were in Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Microsoft. So, you know, the FANG stocks in general. And uh, we go through this whole process talking about financial planning, how we diversify for both purpose and for risk. And she looks at that and says, oh, well, I want to have all these other goals, but I don't want to give up what my stocks have done, what they've been able to achieve. And those stocks, great return. I mean, 2010 to 2020, fantastic returning vehicles. But that gave her an overconfidence that those stocks were always going to do well. And if you look at the FANG stocks it, last, year, last year, they were down huge. Forty-some uh, percent. Yeah, over 40%. Now, of course, they're recovering a bit here this year, and it depends on the stock on, on which ones are doing better. But the issue is that that comes a compounding issue. When you lose 40% of your overall portfolio, it's not like the market needs to be up 40% to break even. That's not how the math works. Yeah. You know, you need to be up, you know, 50 to 60% as, as you start to see some of these declines. And so that overconfidence puts you in a higher risk exposure than you really should be. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the more objective way to view these instead of those biases is to look at it saying, well, my accounts were able to provide this for me at that point, And here I am now, which allows me to move into a different phase. And so if you can stay objective to the actual investments that you have, then you can actually be able to create a more comprehensive, uh, comprehensive plan. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think that one of the keys as a financial advisor is how you frame that, right? How, how you put it. So an- another uh, aspect of behavioral finance has to do with framing and perception. Uh, it recognizes uh, that how how information is presented or framed can 
impact decision making. So, like, for example, how retirement options are presented, such as in terms of gains or losses or been like what you were just saying, like where you are objectively right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that can affect how individuals perceive their choices and make decisions about their retirement planning. So w- one thing that I know Ben and I try to do all the time, I, I do with every client I meet, is sometimes they've heard good information, but it just wasn't framed right. Sometimes yeah. somebody just needs to, to, okay, lose the jargon, mm-hmm. lose the financial jargon for a second. Don't be a salesperson. Just explain to me why this might be a good idea or this might be a bad idea. Yeah. Say it like my grandmother would understand it who's never taken an econ class in, right. in her life. And so, uh, yeah, that's very important. I think that's one of the key reasons to to see a financial advisor that can put things in very plain wording. Yeah. Is that something, guys, like somebody might put, uh, for lack of a better term, a spin on it, something like that? Is that what he was talking happens about? happens all, all the time with with yeah. another bad word, the yeah. A word, yeah. the, the annuity side. Yeah, I got yeah. you. All right, I want nope. to take a moment. Remind, I'm sorry, guys. I remind everybody, this is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me every week at this time, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. They've helped hundreds of clients plan for their retirement throughout the years. I want to give you the phone number, get on their calendar. This way you can glide into, you know, get a more confident plan for retirement, peace of mind, stress-free. That's what everybody's looking for. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. We heard this one before. Herd behavior and social influences. Yeah, this actually plays a role into the framing and perception because mm-hmm. you can be very easily swayed through herd behavior. I mean, this we as a human population tend to like to go where the groups are, mm-hmm. you know, not to be overly contrarian. Uh, but I'm going to give you an example. So I talked about this, you know, a minute ago, the A word, annuities. Mm-hmm. This plays a big role in framing and perception and herd behavior and social influence. So, uh, we as retirement focused planners, you know, we don't have any 20, 30 year old clients. All of our clients are either retired or within 10 years of retirement. And so when annuities come into play, it's always a conversation that we have, but there's always a level of bias on that word. Sometimes rightfully so sometimes not. So, and I'll give you an example. If you look at like a variable annuity, a variable annuity is where that's your favorite, right? Oh, I hate variable news. <laughs> uh, so you're giving money to an insurance company and you're going to be putting it into sub accounts that are at risk in the market and there's fees attached to them. And the goal of a variable annuity is typically going to be structuring lifetime income, a personal a pension. Uh, no, it doesn't matter how long you live. You're always going to have money, right? Mm-hmm. And for some people that can work out fine for most, it, it's usually not a good not a good investment tool uh so a lot of times those ones will be framed based off of the financial discussion in my opinion incorrectly you know you have the financial advisor saying you know we're gonna get this variable annuity that's going to guarantee you seven percent growth per year it's not a guaranteed seven percent growth per year it's a guaranteed seven percent on an accumulation value which will be a crediting factor for your lifetime of income that is a very important distinction from a cash value seven percent growth yeah, uh, expectation. So that's one side of it. But if you look at the other side of an annuity, look at like a fixed annuity. A fixed annuity is a fixed rate for a fixed period paid by an insurance company. At the end of that fixed period, you can take that money, do whatever else you want with it. 
So what does that sound like? Sounds like a CD. It's a CD. Right. It's a CD from an insurance company, essentially. There's a, a couple other nuanced differences. Mm -hmm. uh, but that one's going to be a very different vehicle than a variable annuity that can lose money when the markets go down. But they both have the word annuity. But they all in have the bit. word annuity. And, well, and that's where, again, we have this herd behavior. We have social influence. We have framing and perception. And that's one of the reasons why it's so absolutely crucial that as you're going through retirement planning, that you're talking to someone that is objective of that investment advice, that you're not talking to an, an insurance agent from Nationwide. They're likely going to be pitching you an annuity, yeah. and they're going to be biased on Nationwide. That's what they do, mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, stock pickers. Yep. You know, you go to a company that only does stocks, and that's that's the only structure that they do. Um, they can't do CDs. They can't um, do annuities. They can't do anything yeah, so else. All CDs are horrible. All everything else is bad. Horrible. Yeah. yeah, it's only stocks. Stocks where you got to put all of your money. Yeah, and so that bias from the financial planner side can then be framed to you as the client, and could potentially lead you to a decision that might not be uh, that might create conflict of interest. There might be a conflict of interest in that advice. Yeah. And so we always have a handful of spots open for clients that are listening, complimentary meeting to sit down and go through what a holistic process looks like. What does it mean to be objective to the investment advice? What's out there that works great? What do you have that might not work as well? And we condense this down into a very easy to understand one page financial review and confirm that you have enough to last the rest of your life and, and have tons of fun. I mean, ultimately, that's what we want for clients is to be able to retire and not have to stay up at night worried about what the market's going to create for them or worried about what they're going to be happening in 10 years if the market stays flat. So uh, we can do this either remote, we can do this in person, whatever makes the most amount of sense for you, but we work together to put uh, the best ideas specifically for you. And then we put the plan in writing so that you can take it home, review it, no gimmicks, no financial jargon, as Matt was saying. And of course, if you come in, then we'll be able to give you a copy of my book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success, book I wrote specifically to help clients navigate retirement. It's a question and answer format to answer some of those basic, you know, what ifs or the basics, do I even need types of things. If you'd like to continue the conversation with Ben and Matt, get on their calendar. The number is 877-249-6900. This is your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. They're standing by at Sound Path Retirement Strategies. Waiting for your call. Get on the calendar. You deserve a more confident plan for retirement. It all starts by picking up the phone. 877-249-6900. Don't knock my crazy uncle. He once gave me a... a a good horse at Emerald Downs but years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Paid $3.36. It was a terrific big winner. All right, uh, <laughs> let's take a short break. We'll be back with more of Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's coming up next? Yeah, well, retirement can be a fulfilling and enjoyable phase of life, but it is important to be mindful of how you manage your money to make it last throughout your retirement years. So when we come back, we'll highlight some ways retirees may inadvertently waste their money. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path for Retirement. I am your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help you take charge of your money. Ben Colville, Matt Lieberger, 
They're with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday morning with us. Both uh, Ben and Matt have helped hundreds of clients achieve their financial retirement goals over the years. They are fiduciaries by law, has to have the best interest of their clients. And I mention this frequently because it is a very special distinction when you're looking for a retirement advisor that's vitally important. All right, also the things we talk about on the show, the things you're going to chat with Ben and Matt about, whether it's uh, wealth accumulation, asset protection, life insurance, and so much more, because I know as a retiree or a pre-retiree, maybe in that retirement red zone we talk about, these are things that are on your mind. All right, we're going to get back into the show here. Now, we're going to talk about how to make your money last through the years, because we know that that's a, a very big concern of retirees running out of money. So let's uh, start off with some of these uh, red flags here. Overspending. Yeah, and, and this goes back to that four-letter word we talked about earlier, Gary, and that's budgeting, right? Mm, yep. one, one common mistake retirees can make is is overspending, especially in the early years, like Ben mentioned last segment of retirement, when there may be a desire to enjoy that you know, newfound leisure time, right? The go-go years, Gary, I think is how you uh, call it. Yep. And, uh, and, and sometimes there's expensive hobbies and travel. Um, it, it is crucial to create and stick to a realistic budget to ensure that your retirement savings last as long as possible. Now, having said that, I think this, this really goes to the other side of the coin too. And sometimes this is going to sound amazing to everyone listening. I'll say also underspending is it, we want your money to last, but sometimes people come in and they just don't know how much they can take. So they're either overspending or underspending. I think what we focus on at SoundPath is really creating that income plan to where your income, as been mentioned, if income doesn't work, the retirement plan doesn't work. So let's set up a, a, a plan where your income is stable, right? It accounts for inflation. You know how much you can spend. You know what you can plan for. And therefore, you don't overspend. But at the same time, you also get to have fun in retirement because you don't underspend out of fear, Yeah. right? Well, and that's one thing that you might have a goal to get money to beneficiaries. Fine. Sure. That's great. Sure. But if you don't create an overall plan, then you're going to inadvertently give money to beneficiaries and they might want you to actually use that money. Yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind. But one of the ways that we can get into overspending problems is something that Matt, you talked about, which is healthcare. Yeah. You know, if we don't properly address what healthcare is going to look like, especially in an early retirement, if you retire before 65, you're going to have a higher medical premium cost. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't even include if something goes wrong. You know, if you're paying $1,000 per month per person, and then you also need to use it. It's, it's yeah. expensive. Once you get to 65, then your so your uh, Medicare comes into play, and it will lower your overall premiums. But still, you know, Medicare doesn't cover things like long term care, and mm -hmm. so you'll need to be able to cover what what happens in that scenario. Now, I'm not a huge fan of most long term care insurance policies, especially ones forced by the state of Washington. But that's of course a different conversation to have. Uh, you also you just need to know what does this look like and that can help you to not overspend when you might have something coming down the road that you just are unknowns uh, but again also can help with that underspending issue so ignoring healthcare costs can be relatively costly but not nearly as bad as as things like social security draw i mean i saw an article showing that social security the federal government's worried how people are drawing social security because they're doing it wrong Doing it wrong. It's the interesting thing is I don't so many people that sit down in front of me simply just don't know how to do it and they don't even know their options. Yeah. I, I've I've seen people come in and say, Hey, I know it has to be at age 70. 
And obviously that is a great, I mean, if health is there, that's wonderful. Like don't take it till age 70. You, you've increased it. You can get, you know, 132% of full retirement age, social security, the, the uh, cost of living adjustment compounds a lot bigger at that point. But if you have major health issues and you think you might die at 72, well, then you might need to take it earlier or you might want to. Uh, I had someone else come in where they went to a, uh, this was just last week, and they sat down and they had a, a, a flyer where they'd gone to a, a, some dinner seminar or whatever, and nothing bad about that. We do din- dinner seminars. But it was all about how you have to take Social Security at the earliest possible time, that that was the best way to do it. And the issue is it's different for everybody. Like it's crucial to understand your options Consider factors such as your full retirement age. Think about spousal benefits, survivor uh, benefits, and maximize your Social Security income. So, yeah, it's it's not a one-size-fits-all. And this is why you need a financial advisor to sit down and actually, um, you know, customize things for, for, for you specifically. Right. Well, and this also goes into – you're talking about a flyer. I've seen a lot of things that have come out that are – and I'm saying that this is what that individual client was running into, but there's some areas that borderline are scams. Yeah. Uh, some fraudulent schemes or investments that also need to be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. I know, Gary, you have never fallen for one of these oh, types no. of things. Oh, no. I got right? an email here for about a Nigerian prince. I have to send them <laughs> That's legit. a little that bit of money. That is 100% legit. Uh, yeah. And I'll get a million dollars back. But yeah, but before we get into that, I want to remind everybody, this is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I want to give you the phone number so you get on their calendar. No scam. Mm-mm, the real deal. 877-249-6900. 877-249- 6,900. You deserve a more confident plan for retirement. It all starts with that phone call, and they're standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. So if I click on this, will I guarantee get the money? Is that what? But I have to send them some money first, I guess. Is that what they want to do? But yeah, just give your yeah. social security number and your bank accounts. <laughs> they'll deposit it in there. You're you're fine. I'm no fine. What's the matter? I worry needlessly. <laughs> uh, but seriously, they can. They're out there for sure. What else you got for us, guys? Well, they're they're getting more sophisticated. Too, you know, a lot of times you hear about scams and and all this, and going, I'll never fall for one of those. I mean, I had this was years ago, but I had a client that came in that had property in Mexico, the timeshare, mm-hmm. and they wanted to get out of it, and so uh, they tried reaching out to uh, how do you sell property in Mexico? You know, talking to realtors, they didn't do enough research on it. They got contacted by a quote unquote law firm in Mexico that will help them to. Uh, get out of it and then recoup all their costs and go through the you know Mexican court systems and all of that stuff. They had a website, they had a number that linked to them and that you can call and actually talk to somebody, all of that stuff. And at the end of the day, they had a, t- a timeshare worth like $400,000 maybe. And they paid, they ended up taking uh, a second mortgage out on their current house. Ouch. They ended up liquidating all of their funds and spending, I think it's close to like $500,000. They just got taken. It was a massive, massive scam. And so walking them through that process is is heartbreaking. Yeah. And so it's it does happen more often than you typically like to hear, but it can be avoided through getting second opinions on these things. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. Don't just take somebody's word for it. Make sure that you have another set of eyes on anything that you're doing to uh, avoid potential issues like this. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know, another area, Gary, we're talking about, you know, inadvertently wasting money in retirement and other areas is taxes. Mm -hmm, Cause yeah. we've talked about this a number of times on the show. Um, you know, taxes can impact retirement income and failing to manage them efficiently can result in unnecessary expenses. And I think Ben mentioned it a couple episodes ago where you, you often get this interesting punt between, uh, you know, two different professionals where someone might talk to a, an, an advisor and if there's a tax question they say oh go talk to your cpa right go talk talk to your tax guy and they go to their tax person they ask about uh, you know efficiently managing their taxes with their retirement income and they say oh that sounds like a retirement question go talk to your retirement guy and they just kind of pump back and forth so finding somebody that can be a financial advisor who really focuses on tax efficiency is very important. It's important to understand the implications of your forced taxable events, to understand, you know, when RMDs are coming out, to look at, you know, uh, like Ben said earlier, you know, as you're approaching retirement, when do I want to, if I want to, do Roth conversions? Uh, do I do it in my last couple of years when I'm making the most money in my life? Or do I wait till after I retire and hopefully my taxes, you know, income, you know, is down and I can be more efficient. So tax planning is very important. If you don't tax plan it you could very possibly leave in your lifetime hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table it's very possible yeah that's going somewhere that you other than your beneficiaries and part of that uh, again has to go to the investment strategies it yeah. has to go to how are you invested overall in the long run to be able to manage your overall uh, goals what your plan is for retirement and the big issue that you see here is just not revisiting those investment strategies. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do a target date fund when you were 20 years old for, you know, 40 years from then to be able to retire, and then here you are 20 years in retirement and you still have a target date fund, that, that's it's not specific enough. So make sure that you're always reviewing those investment strategies as well. Yeah. You know, and and I, uh, I, I think overall, it, this has been a, a really good conversation, right? And and I, I want everyone listening to know we we always keep a few vacancies open for those who are listening uh, to come in and talk with Ben or myself and you know get on our calendar. We, I think we leave ten open in our calendars every single week. Not sure how many have been uh, filled already, but if if these conversations that we're having are striking a chord, you know, give us a call. Come and sit down with us. Generally speaking, our plans tend to cater mostly to those who have a million or more in savings, but we never turn down anyone who wants to come down and sit down and have a second look and, and try to wrap their mind around all this stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, this, this is a, a, a no salesy, you know, we, we, we leave the the academic talk at the door and we simply talk. So we'll look over these things that we're talking about now. We'll talk about social security. Uh, and and what age should you start taking benefits? We'll discuss your risk tolerance. Um, we'll look at fees of what you're paying now and and what would be best to plan for in the future. And we will talk about taxes and figure out a good tax strategy to make sure you're not leaving money on the table. If you call and you set an appointment with us, you will also get a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. Uh, it's a great insight into questions you ought to be asking, as well as insight into the psychology and the thought of all of us here at SoundPath Strategy. So give us a call. We look forward to talking with you. All right, Matt. Thank you. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. You deserve a more confident plan for retirement. All starts when you pick up that phone 
and get a hold of Ben and Matt and the team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. Our goal at the show here is to help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, 877-249-6900. Continue the conversation with Ben and Matt. I want to ask you guys something. My, my law firm is Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. I don't think they're legit. What do you think? <laughs> No? <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. Okay. It sounds great, Gary. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Uh, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more with Ben and Matt and Soundpath for Retirement in just a moment. What's coming up next, guys? Yeah. Questions from our listeners is next, and we've got some good ones this week, so we'll be right back. to the show. This is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, back with us to help you take charge of your money. Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger, uh, they are with Sound Path Retirement Strategies. And a little bit about Ben and Matt, if you're just joining us, they have over 10 years experience. They are fiduciaries by law, have to have the best interest of their clients. We always mention that because it is a very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. And the things we talk about on the show, the things you're going to Discuss with Ben and Matt when you meet with them. Things like wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection, long-term care strategies, tax minimization, all the things we talk about on the show. So my lawyers are Dewey, Cheatham. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. We're done with that. It's an old joke. All right, let's get to uh, some of our uh, questions that came in to us. Let's get to Artie in Seattle. Simple question, and uh, what do you guys have to say about this? Do loan repayments count toward contributions towards my 401k calculations I, I have no idea about that that's an interesting question well some backstory on this so a 401k you can loan against yep uh, usually you do that for like uh, housing or whatever emergencies so if you loan against it then you you uh, have to repay it back and there's going to be some interest attached to it and when you pay in the interest you're essentially paying yourself the interest so uh, it can be an effective way to help get some money if you need it in an emergency. Just make sure you pay it back. The repayments, though, do not count towards contributions uh, for IRAs or 401ks. So um, you can still contribute more than what your actual repayment is. All right. Terrific. Artie, thank you so much. If you want to know more, get a hold of Ben and Matt. I'll give you the phone number for you in just a minute. Uh, Gerald, Mercer, Ireland. My wife's father passed away and left quite a bit of stock. All the stocks are in a single company. That's a standard bearer. Now, we don't need to access the funds and plan to leave the principal to grow. Is there a better way to grow the money right now as opposed to leaving it all in stock? I explain to our listeners and myself, what is a standard bearer? Is that like a real blue chip uh, kind of a company, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be something that's performed well. The, the, the issue is, I mean, gosh, leaving everything in a single stock. If it's done well and, you, and you, you're diversified in everything else you have, then, you know, perhaps that's just another tool, on, uh, you know, in, in the belt. Uh, but also depend on how old you are, Gerald, uh, where you and your wife are at close to retirement. Uh, I don't have your age, so it's, it's, this is kind of a difficult question to answer. But generally speaking, if someone says, should I leave everything I inherited in a single stock? I generally hesitate to say yes uh, to that. So uh, there are ways to uh, help your money grow. 
some that protect your principles, some that take a little more risk but high gain. So part of that has to do with your age and what your goals are and what other assets you have. So, Gerald, in this situation, it's one where if I gave you a blanket answer, I think I'm doing you an injustice. This would be one where I would want to sit down with you and your wife, uh, and I'd want to look at your portfolio and, and talk about your goals and see what we could do with that. Yeah, in all likelihood, though, you're probably not going to want to have that much exposure in a single stock. Again, not knowing the specific dynamic here of, of what it all is. But the part of the question here, is there a better way to grow the money right now as opposed to leaving it all in the stock? Uh, better is not is, is such a subjective term. Yeah, it's an awkward question in essence. Well, so here's the thing is that, you know, look at, uh, let's go Tesla, for example, Tesla stock. If it was all in Tesla stock, then... Uh, a better growing vehicle. Well, if you got it from like 2016 until 2020, there's not very many better growing vehicles than what Tesla stock was able sure. to do. However, it tanked really bad last year. So it depends on your volatility metrics on what you're trying to achieve. I think the better question would be instead of is there a better way to grow this money would be, is there a better way to incorporate this inheritance into our overall retirement plan? In that way, likely, yes. And it would be probably diversifying. You don't want to have too much exposure in a single stock. An example being Enron. What happened to Enron? They went bankrupt. And so that's always one of the risks you have in a single stock issuance is that you, you're going to have significantly more volatility swings as you come down. And the good news being is that if it was inherited in an IRA, then you can make changes without worrying about any tax element. Uh, you know, you pay taxes if it draw it out. If it was in a brokerage account, well, then you're able to step up the basis and essentially do the same thing where you can end up diversifying it away into different things without having to worry about the tax consequences of it. So I, I agree with Matt, it would take more of a specific conversation, but in all likelihood, you would want to diversify it for the purpose now of those funds. Yeah, it's funny. That's what I wrote down when you guys were talking. I, you know, you always preach about diversification. And we also talk about having a plan. And you know, there's yeah. a good four letter word. And you know, maybe it's just part of the overall plan. But you know, again, uh, cliches, having all your eggs in one basket is generally uh, not a good idea. All right, Gerald, go see uh, Ben and Matt there standing by. I want to give you the phone number. So, uh, Gerald and Artie, get on the calendar, and everybody else is listening this morning. 877 249 6900. 877 249 6900. Pick up the phone and get ready for a more confident plan for retirement. All starts by picking up that phone. Again, 877 249 6900. Ben and Matt and the team are standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. All right, let's see, Lacey in Tacoma. Uh, retiring in about a month at the age of 62, I have a small pension. After 22 years of employment, they moved us all into a portable pension. I was grandfathered to the original pension plan. So in addition to that pension, I was offered a lump sum, which I could roll into an IRA or get monthly installments for life. What's my play here, lump sum, or monthly installments. I don't understand what a portable pension is. Maybe you could start with that, guys. Yeah, uh, that right there makes me think that it's probably a Boeing employee. Mm -hmm. So a uh, pension has gone away. There's not very many places that have pensions outside yep. of uh, governments, right? But there's been a lot of corporations that as time has gone by has tried to move away from pension obligations for their newer employees. And so a lot of times they'll move it into a different system, more like a traditional 401k system. But if you were bent the company long enough, then you can still be grandfathered into the old pension, uh, but then some of it might have been moved over. Essentially, what this means 
is that uh, Lacey here, you got a couple options. You can take that lump sum uh, into an IRA, not pay any tax on that. You can defer those taxes and then invest it how you want to invest it, structure your income how you want to structure it. Or you take that lifetime of income. That doesn't change. There's no cost of living adjustment on Boeing pensions. So um, this question is one of the most common questions that we get asked outside of, uh, should I pay off my mortgage? That's probably the most common one that, that I get. Uh, but from the pension side of it, honestly, it's about uh, trade-offs. And I've said this before on the show, there's not really a good or a bad decision. Uh, there's just trade-offs on these decisions. So when it comes to like the pension decision, the trade-offs here is that if you take the lifetime of income, you're going to lose to inflation. Uh, you are, though, going to get a stabilized income source that's never going to go down. Now, there's, a, there's an asterisk on that. Anybody who's had Delta pensions over the past knows that there's an asterisk, which was Delta had pension plan for their pilots, uh, healthy uh, mount going to them for the rest of their life. All of a sudden, that pension started having financial struggles, and those Delta pensions are now worth I think it's like 30% of what they originally were. Ouch. And so you have this quote-unquote for life pension, but you're tied to the company who issued it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so if there becomes a financial struggle, then that's that's an issue. You know, for Boeing specifically, we had some planes falling out of the sky a handful of years ago. I'm not saying that this wasn't necessarily Boeing's fault, but the perception was negative and it affected their stock price. The other issue from Boeing's pension side is that they dumped a lot of their own stock buybacks into the pension a number of years ago. They cleared up a lot of that over the past handful of years, which is a good thing. But if you end up getting into those decision makings again, where we've got their own stock tied to their pension fundings and the company has financial struggles, all of a sudden the pension has no opportunity to pay. So that's one trade-off that you have is that you, you're really banking on this company's not going to have a creative destruction problem in the future and that it's going to still be around. Now, outside of that, there's dollars and cents of it. Do you get more money from the lifetime of income or do you get more from that lump sum rollover? Generally speaking, you get more from a lump sum rollover and then reinvesting it how you want to invest it. And then you have that, that money in hand. Uh, the last trade-off to take into consideration is that when you take the lifetime of income, then that number then goes away instantly. So if you start taking that lifetime of income and then three months later you pass away, there is nothing going to beneficiaries. All of that money is gone. If you do the rollover and you pass away three months later, all of that money goes to your beneficiaries. So that's another really key element. So long answer but really what it comes down to is it depends on your goals, what you're specifically trying to do, and that would involve some level of planning. All right. We're going to squeeze one more question in, guys, a couple of minutes. Neil and Edmonds, my question is this. When I start withdrawing from this account and only withdraw the long-term funds that are held, will I only be taxed the capital gains rate if the withdrawals are my only source of income? Does that mean my only taxes will be whatever the long-term capital gains rates are? What do you have for Neil and Edmonds? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take a stab at Neil's question uh, first. The the question's a, a little convoluted at the very beginning, uh, Neil. When I start withdrawing from from this account, I I didn't hear you say what type of account you're talking long term gains. So you know it's important for everyone to to realize you know when when you're withdrawing, there's there's different types of account. Think uh, 
think think tax deferred think ira 401ks right you're going to withdraw and you're going to you're going to pay on, on that think tax free like roth iras and then you're talking long term gains so think a brokerage account and you're going to pay on the gains you know and and also if you've listened to our show week in week out you will know that both Ben and myself were very passionate uh, about our beliefs that you deserve a secure independent uh, retirement and, and that's the reason why we keep a few openings on our calendar for listeners to sit down and get a no cost, no obligation, you know, consultation, a second opinion review of of, of what you have currently um, and, and where you're looking to go. So this consultation will help you determine how prepared your portfolio is to handle things like inflation, what we're dealing with right now, uh, stock market volatility and taxation, something that we hit on every single week. So the point is you've worked hard for your money. We're going to work just as hard uh, to help you protect it and grow it. Uh, keep in mind that our strategies uh, are often used uh, by folks with over a million saved for retirement, but we will never turn any of our listeners away if you're serious about retirement planning and want a second look. So we leave 10 slots open. Not sure how many more are left. If you call now, come see us. We're going to give you a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And uh, we'll look forward to sitting down with you. It can be in person or it can be uh, remote, whichever works best for you. We look forward to talking to you. All right, Matt, thank you so much. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Folks, it's advice like this. Show how it is important to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity. Make sure you're on the right path. The path is based on your Rick's preferences, your budget, and your goals. One more time. That number is 877-249-6900. Folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies standing by. Get on Ben's and Matt's calendar. Why wait? You deserve a more confident plan for retirement. All starts by picking up that phone. 877-249-6900. Ben and Matt, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to you, all of you being back next week. New topics and questions right here on SoundPath retirement all right guys thank you so much i enjoyed the show it's great to talk to you again and i look forward to uh, being with you guys next week thanks gary thanks gary All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.